Today's daf is daf ayin. We are holding at the top of ayin amud aleph. Now the Gemara here gets into a really a very contempor- contemporary issue, the issue of agency and uh, power of attorney. Right. So this is the way we're going to learn this. The sugi, the way Rashi learns it, but basically the issue is as follows. Rashi learns that. If, let's say, Raja learns a case where Reuven gave Shimon something to watch. And now Reuven wants to reclaim it, right? Tozer just points out, Tozer learns out, it's talking about that uh, where someone stole something from Reuven and then Reuven wants to claim it back. So it's taking it back from a thief. Raja learns it's taking it back from a shomer. Right? I'm not going to get into the different opinions of why they say, but let's go with Rashi. Taking back from a Shomer. Now, if you send something to the Shomer, right, the, you, you send an agent to the Shomer, if he's just your Shliach, right, if he's your Shliach, so the concern is that the one who's watching it, it's his responsible, he's financially liable for the object. He might say, I'm not giving it to the Shliach. Because bottom line is my responsibility is to make sure it gets into the hands of the original, uh, indiv- original owner. And if something happens to it, I could still be on the hook for it. Therefore, you're not the principal. I'm not just giving it to an agent. So how do you take care of that? So how you take care of that is you do what's called the power of attorney. A adrachta or the Lashon of Rashi, he brings down as a harsha. Harsha is is that you are giving him more than a status of just an agent. You're, uh, more what, than just a shliach? More than just a shliach. means what you're basically making, turning into, when you give power of attorney, what are you doing? A power of attorney is not just a regular agent. Power of attorney is, you're actually making him into the principal. Since you're making him into the principal, this is the owner making this quote-unquote shliach into a shliach. Right, because if you just keep him as a regular shliach, according to the Toast case, the Gazan said, I don't want to give it back to you. Something happens, I'm still on the hook. Roger the Shomer doesn't want to give it back, I'm still on the hook. Therefore, you have to, you have to placate the person who's financially liable that what you're doing, you're off the hook. The only way you can do that is the person collecting from him has to have the status of the principal. That's not gonna work with just a regular agency. So what do you have to do over there? You have to create what we call power of attorney. That's what we call power of attorney. The Gemara calls it an adrachta or a harshot, giving him the full permission over the object as if he himself is the principal involved, right? Okay, that's what's going on. Now, what the, what the, what the again, going with the sheet of Rashi, what, <coughs> what the Gemara is about to say right now in the first version, Nahardoi, Nahardoi is going to say is that this power of attorney, if the item that needs to be collected is metaltalin, is a movable, right? It's not, it's not like a piece of property, or, but it's an actually, it's a metaltalin. You cannot create power of attorney over something that you don't have in your control. Since it's already, somebody else is holding over, holding onto it, it's not considered to be in your domain, in your control, therefore you cannot create a power of attorney over an item that is metaltalin. And we're gonna have to see why that is. Let's read inside. 
Amri, the Bnei Yeshiva said as follows. Amri Nardoi, I'm sorry, Amri Nardoi, the Bnei said as follows. Lo kasvinan urkaso amataltu. We don't write a power of eternity, a power of eternity, harsha, on metaltu. So Amar of Ashi la Amemar. So Ashi was discussing this with Amemar. My time, why? Why should that be? So he said as follows. He said, we just learned the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan yesterday. Rabbi Yochanan held is that in, in order for a person to be able to consecrate an item, he has to have control over it. I mean, he said as follows, when a thief steals something, the thief cannot consecrate it because it's not his. It's Ana Shalom. But the owner can consecrate it, cons- consecrate it, cannot. cannot, cannot consecrate it because Ana Bershuso. Not having control over it, it takes away from his ownership. That was the law. Those are the two things. You had to have Rishus and also... Uh, it's got to be a Shalom and Rishus. So yes, the yeah, owner has to control. Right. Now, says... So says... Amemar, to explain the position of the, of the Narada, it must be they hold like Rabbi Yochanan. Since you are lacking in your ownership, why? Because you don't have control over the item, therefore what? Therefore you cannot yeah, make somebody into the principal because you, you yourself are lacking at that moment. Therefore you cannot go ahead and do it. That must be the shot. That's what he wants to say. So let's see it inside. That's how it ties segues into what we're doing today. So Amar Lei, Bishum de Rabbi Yochanan. It's based on the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan. The Amar Rabbi Yochanan, that if an item was stolen and there's not been Yush, Right? We said if it's been used, then it becomes a different ball game because then the thief might be able to consecrate it because his act of consecrated is a use with a shinya rishus. He becomes the owner as he is the owner, therefore he's able to consecrate it because he now owns it, he only owes the money. So that's a difference, there's no use. But if, if there's been use, right? As we said, if there was use, then the thief can consecrate it. The thief can consecrate it. Because he becomes the owner of the item if the owner was Mayayish. Assign a no, then, no, 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 nothing to do with that. No, but that's what I'm just saying. In Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan has to say that there was no Yish. That's why neither party, not the thief nor the owner, can consecrate it. So one because it's not his, the other one because it's not in his control. Now, that's according to version A. So version A, Taka holds that it is not possible to appoint a, uh, a, a power of attorney, a harsha, a written document that makes this person the principal if you do not control the item, which goes very much aligned with the position of Rabbi Yochanan. There are those that say that what Nardoi said was different. I mean, Nardoi, lo kasvin and urkasa, again, starts off the same way. We cannot write an, a power of attorney, amatalteli, on movable objects, the cafe where there are being where the owner the, the, where the person who supposedly has it is denying that he has it meaning it's not that you can't do it it can't it only it cannot be done in cases where he is uh, resisting returning it by claiming that that it's a, it's a false claim all right, we'll see exactly why that should make a difference. But the point is, that's when you cannot do it. But let's say there is compliance with the Shomer in the case of Rashi, or the Ghana with the Gazan in the case of Tosos. He's willing to give it back, so then there's nothing wrong with doing a power of attorney. All right, there's a big difference between the two versions, right? 
Whereas it's like this time in the Kafre. According to the second version, the reason you cannot do it is because you're dealing with a situation. I'm going to explain it outside. We'll see it inside. You're saying now is that you have my object and I am making this fellow, he's going to become the principal by me giving him power of attorney. I'm writing over that he's a power of attorney. From the position of the nitva, from the position of the person who you're claiming is liable, he's denying any liability whatsoever. So bottom line is, what the, what the, what the Gemara, the, the Chazal were concerned, is that it, it, it looks almost like a sheker. It looks like something underhanded is going on here. You're giving someone power of attorney to collect something that we don't even know in terms of the claims that we don't even know that that person actually even owes you. So if you know for sure that he owes you, he's admitting that he owes you, he's willing to give it, you can do it. But if he's denying that he owes you, it looks like you're creating a document that is a document of Sheker to collect something that might not even be something that there's liability for. So time at the Kafre, the Mexican Shikra, because it looks like a falsehood, it looks like you're perpetuating a fa- perpetrating a falsehood by writing a document to claim something that we don't even know is actually uh, a, 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 that person has liability over. But if there is concession, there is the person is saying, come take it, I'm, I'm happy to give it, in such a case to placate him, then you can go ahead and make the power of attorney. There is no problem because it doesn't look in any way like a sheker. You can go ahead and do it. So therefore, <coughs> Big difference between the two Lashon. Let's just speak it out. The first Lashon holds you cannot appoint someone power of attorney of something you don't control the object. Now, if it would be karka, if it would be land, I'm going to speak out, land is always considered to be in your Rishus, no matter where it is. It's your land, doesn't it? But Batalfling, if somebody can have claim ownership or control over it, so that's not yours unless you have control over it. So therefore, the first Russian holds you cannot make a power of attorney over Batalfling. Second Russian doesn't agree with that. Then all you could. However, we don't want it to look like there's a falsehood been perpetrated over here. Therefore, it only can be done if what? If the person that you are holding liable is in concession, he is in in agreement, acknowledges that he owes the item, there's no problem. All right. Nardoi also said, now now we're going to get into the details. What does the power of attorney actually have to say in order to be valid as a regular power of attorney and not just be an agency? Like, what makes this document that he's in charge now, what is it? It says like this. That if you have in it a document of power of attorney that you did not write the following line, go litigate and claim it as you take it for yourself. Means that the document has to state that you're empowering this person that if he's able to get it away from the person that you hold is liable to you, he is allowed to keep it for himself. Now that's taking a wait, big wait, wait, wait. Who can keep it for himself? The power of it to the, the attorney that you're putting in, the, the one person you're giving the power of attorney. In order to be a valid power of attorney, which that means you have to make him uh, the principal, he, actually he has to be able to trust the guy. That's what I'm saying. That's what it seems to be. It means you have to be, has, in order that it shouldn't just be Bubba Mises, that it has to be real, what does, that, what does the power of attorney document have to state? That he can go and litigate and take it, and ultimately he becomes the owner of it. He's in your. He is literally your. He has standing in a court. And by by the fact that he actually has skin in the game, that's basically what you're doing. So why is it like this? So the zil doing the zaki va'apik the navshech. 
But if it doesn't make that statement, then lays by Meshosha, then it has no value. It has no substance, meaning you cannot view this more than just a regular agency. You cannot give this the status of a power of attorney. My timer, what's the reason? Because if you don't have that statement, the Amale, the person who's holding your object, the person who you want has the liability to return it, is able to say, my time, the Amale Haich, la baldevarm didiat. He could still say, you are not the principal. Why should I give it back? According to Tosas, the thief, according to Rashi, the Shomer, the person who has to return the item, he can still say, you're not the principal. I don't want to give it back to you. You're not the principal. There's nothing here that shows that you have skin in the game. You have skin in the game, okay, I'll give it back to you. So Amar Abaya. Now Abaya says that you don't have to say that the guy can have the whole thing. You can even say, listen, uh, you can say, you know what, if you get it from him, you can keep half. He says like this, Amar Abaya, that you can keep either half or a third or a quarter, since that gives the person the ability to litigate over 50% or the, or the 33 or the third or the 25%, so he's able to litigate on part of it, he can litigate on the entire amount as well. On the entire amount. Now, bear in mind, the intent of Ruvain, the original owner, is not that he wants the power of attorney to take it. But this is like almost like a legal fiction. You have to put this in, because if you don't put this in, then the, 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 the defendant, who you're trying to get it away from, is able to say what? I'm not gonna give it. I'm not gonna give it, you're not, you're not the guy, you're not my Baldivorum, you're not my principal. All right, now. So, Amar Neymar, Itafas, now, Rashi brings two shotim over here. We're going to go with the second shot, which Rashi is the priming shot. He says, if he seizes it, we cannot take it away from him. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. Ah, who is it? That's the question. So Rashi's second shot, it says, it's going on the power, the guy who gave the power of attorney. It's not just a legal ah, fiction. If you put that line in there, if he decides, you know what? I'm doing, I did the work, I'm taking it. I'm allowed to take it. I, 100% if you're ordering that he owns, he's right, allowed yeah, to keep it. Yeah, right, that's the sec- right, second right. shot. That's the second shot that Rashi goes with. And that will go with that shot, right? There's a first shot, there's a different shot altogether, but let's go with that one. Now, which means that you have to be careful. If you don't trust the guy, you know, that's, that's something that's, a, that's a, sometimes you put your trust in someone, you give him the other, you give him the full uh, rights, assuming he's going to do something for you, he ends up taking it for himself. You're stuck now. What are you going to do? All right. So that, that's according to that's according to uh, Abaya. Who is that? Abaya? Uh, yes. Rabashi says no. Rabashi says there's a way to mitigate that. There's a way that you can uh, write something in the document that will give the courts the, the the idea that this was really just a legal fiction to allow you to take it away from the defendant, but it doesn't really give the power of attorney the right to keep it for himself. What can you add? Like, what's the asterisk? What's the uh, small print that you can protect yourself that the guy doesn't run off with it himself? What could you do? He says, that one, if you, since if you write in the document that called Miss Ani Mindina Kabilis Alai, that any expenses that you incur when you litigate to get the item back, I will cover, who's I? 
I is the owner. The original owner. If you write that, that's a clear indication to that, that, that really I'm not intending. I don't intend that you should keep it. Because if I intended that you should keep it, then you what? Then you should be responsible for the financial. So by writing that, it just shows that really what you are doing is creating this legal fiction that prevents the defendant from being able to say you're not the principal. But also, you're prevented from keeping it because by writing, I'm going to ta- I'm going to incur all the financial liability for expenses if there is a litigation. That would be sufficient to show that I am not really giving away my item to the like power of attorney. That that generally that would generally be the right. rule. We'll see in a moment. So what is that? This. How's that last statement about I'll pay the expenses? Yeah, because if, if I if I really mean that you should keep it, why would I want to keep? Why would I agree to pay the expenses? Well, the, but why do you put in the previous line which says that it's a poverty that has no effect unless you write that you may? Uh, because if you don't write that, then the defendant can say you're just an agent. You're not a power of attorney. Right. So we put in the line that says you may sue him and keep it for yourselves. And now I said, and I'll pay all expenses. Because I, because I don't want to lose it. I don't, want, I don't want you to take it away from me. So how do I protect myself that you're not going to run off with it? This small print, this line shows that that wasn't really my true intent. It was just to stop the defendant from being able to say that you're not the principal. I can't give it to you. So it's a, you're creating a legal fiction here, basically. So what it says like this. So what it says that... Um, Cave in the Cosway Lake, called Miss Ani Bay, Mendino, Kabilis Alai, that any uh, any expenses that you incur, I accept myself. Shliach Shabia, really, in essence, what you're really doing is making him like an agent. You're not really giving him autonomy, full rights over the asset. Right? So you don't you have to write that if you don't want him to walk away with it. Otherwise, other than you trust him, you trust him, there's no issue. Now. Ikada Amri, there are those that say, listen, in the in the best case scenario, shut Vashavye, it's it still would make him a partner. There's no you can't come up with a situation where he can do it, but you know what? He doesn't keep. He doesn't have a right to anyway. At the end of the day, if you want to make if you want to make him not a regular shliach, which allows the guy to say, "I'm not giving it to you," at the end of the day, he should at least have skin in the game. He's at least he's a partner in it. Should the shavu l'may nafkamino? For what's the difference? Let me because he wants to grab out. If you tell him he's got a din of a shliach, then he technically could what? I'm not din of a shliach. A din of a shutta, a din of a partner. He could take a fifty percent and walk away and give you fifty percent back if he wanted. So that. Obviously, therefore, the only real way to protect yourself is either go yourself or find somebody that you truly believe is not going to do this to you. Now, the last three words over here, the halacha is that he is considered just a shliach and he cannot walk away with any portion of it. The Bach brings down from the riff in the back, the riff never had that. That wasn't in the Rif's Gemara. The Rif, when he passed in the Halacha, does not have that as that's being the Halacha. Now this opens up, really, historically, there was a period after the Gemara was concluded by the Amoroim, Ravina Rosh, in the 5th century, there was a period of the 6th, 7th century where there were, the rabbis were known as Savroyim. Now these Savroyim made amendments. They added in lines and their own like notes into the Gemara that over the course of time... 
worked their way into the regular Gemara. For example, the Ramban, I believe it is, says that the first few blot of Masechus Kedushin was not in the original Talmud at all. That came in from just based on the style of it. So this over here is, it was brought in, they say, we brought in by Rabbi Yehudoi Goyen, Rabbi Yehudoi Goyen, who lived after the times of the Amoroyim. He added that, that is the halacha, means in his notes, he put down, that happens to be halacha. But the riff does not agree with that. The riff never had that in his Gemara, and therefore the riff doesn't pass in that halacha. So it's very interesting over here, conceptually, as there are lines or pieces of the Gemara that does not come from Rabina Ravasi's editing of the Gemara that was added in later. That generation that came in later, there's like the, there's a Tanoyim, the Amoroyim, and they call them the Savroyim. All right, that's the, okay, anyway, let's go on. Now, the next two Mishnayas really have to be put up one against the other to understand the gist of what's happening over here. But what we're going to be talking about, when it's talking about the cases where there was Tavach Lamachar, where you slaughtered or you sold, where you stole Ganav, that in some cases you will not have to pay the Dalad Vehei, and in some cases you will, for multiple reasons. One of the primary reasons we're going to deal with is the concept of Kamle Bedrabamine. What is Kamle Bedrabamine? Kamle Bedrabamine, we learn out a number of places, but in Sanhedrin, where I believe the main Kusugya is, is where two men are fighting, and one man accidentally strikes a pregnant woman, so therefore if she loses her baby, the husband can sue the man for damages, Financial damage is the loss for the miscarriage that was created by his hitting of this pregnant woman. But it says, but if she dies, then you cannot sue for the money because where there's a death involved, it is potentially a capital offense. And when there's a capital offense, the higher punishment is the one that can only be adjudicated and you cannot adjudicate the, le- the lesser punishment. The example we always give, you shoot somebody all right, uh, uh, through the heart and the act of killing him destroyed his Armani suit, you don't have to pay for the Armani suit because the death penalty trumps the paying for the Armani suit. Now we do learn, I've been saying it's not a that learns that even if he actually would not be executed, unless there was no adim, let's say it wasn't even done b'mezid, but since it's an act that could result in a death penalty penalty under certain circumstances, it wipes out financial liability. So we're going to see, therefore, this mission is going to be talking about a case where you do pay dollar vehay because there's not enough of a rabbin, the greater punishment involved that's associated with the liability. It's not strong enough to wipe out the liability for multiple reasons. Whereas the next mission is going to be discussing cases that what you did actually concurrent at the same time as you incurred the financial liability, you also incurred a capital offense. And in those cases, then you would not have to pay for the dollar vehay. Because right, we're talking about putting shechter on Shabbos, kind of a tavuk Shabbos. Shechting on Shabbos, you can't hold him chayav down over. Hey, why? Because you're chayav for. Right, whereas if you sold it on Shabbos, which is not a chi of Misa, at most it's a Divra Neviim, right? Uh, uh, therefore, the then you would be chayav for the Dal behavior because not enough to wipe out the financial liability. That's the idea. So let's go, take a look. Each one of these cases has its novelty, and when we can com- compare it to the next Mishnah, it'll come out clearer. So Zog David Mishnah, Ganav Apishnaim. Let's say two Adams saw the testimony, saw, saw, saw the theft. It means they're Machayav and Gneva and Kefal. That's what they affect. And they also happen to see the Shechita. So there it's a no-brainer because the same two that saw the theft also saw the Shechita. So in such a case, you have to pay Dal Vehei. The Chiddush is the next piece. So let's say two Adim testify they stole it 
Two other Adam testify, we saw him shechted. Now the ones that saw him shechted did not see him stealing. So really what they just saw is a person shechted an animal. They have no way of knowing that the animal that he shechted was not. But Lemaister, we can put the two together and therefore this person will be chayv dalvei. Now that's a novelty because you might have thought that what? The only way to chayv dalvei... One set of witnesses have to testify. Correct. And we're going to see that that's not what this Mishnah holds. Now, keep going. Ganav umachar b'Shabbos. Now, this guy's not doing. He stole it, but he's the, the theft doesn't matter when it happened. The, the actual sale took place on Shabbos, violating from the Neviim. It says dabar. You're not supposed to do financial things on Shabbos. There's muktz involved and rabbonon. But the at the end of the day, it's a divrei Neviim, and the punishment is nowhere near the capital offense. So therefore, we're going to have to pay dal vehe for that because there's nothing wiping out your liability for the dal vehe. Same thing, serious offense. You went and sold an animal for Avodah Selling an animal to Avodah is not a capital offense. If you would have shechted it for Avodah that would have been a capital offense. That's going to be the next Mishnah. But if you only sold it for Avodah Zarah, then what? You stole it. Oh, if you did a vote you sold it. You sold it. You did something bad, but it's not. You're not going to be getting. You're 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 not getting your face on the wall of Lamed Vav Tzadikim. But the bottom line is, you're not. It's not a capital offense. What? Yes, correct. You'll be chayav down vei because you you did make your Similarly, a melacha on Yom Kippur is not a chi of misa. It's a chi of kares. The author of this Mishnah does not hold, you say, you only say on things that are adjudicated in a court of law. Kores is not adjudicated in a court of law. Misa is a court of So therefore, even though you shechted it on Yom Kippur, you still will be high of Dalad Vehei for the Shechita on Yom Kippur. God of Mishal Aviv. So you have a story, your, 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 your interesting case. You went and stole your father's cow. All right? On that, you're high of Kephel. Right, Karen Then either you slaughtered or you shechted it, and after you did that, the father died. Now the point over here is, as opposed to the next Mishnah, the next Mishnah talks about where the father died before you slaughtered and shechted it. Right now, let's say there's five brothers, which means everyone has twenty percent of the cow. The halach is as follows: that if you shecht something that you have a uh, percentage of, you cannot be chayav dalvei, even though you're taking it away from the other 80%, but since you have a stake in it, you cannot hold you chayav. The chayav over here, you are chayav, because your father died after you shechted. It means at the time when you shecht or sold it, you did not have any stake in the animal. You're going to be chayav dalvei. If you would have waited a little bit, and then he died, and then you shechted it, which is the next Mishnah, then you would have been potter. Why would you have been potter? Because at the moment he dies, you gained a stake in it. Therefore, you're really shechting something which you have partial ownership and you will not be chayav dalad behein. Right, it doesn't have to be the whole thing. Even partial is enough to exclude. No. Now, says it more like this. With this, we had this case. right? You went and you, she- you, you, you stole it and you slaughtered it. Right. Now, when you slaughtered it, what have you done to the animal? You've turned it from an animal into steak. Right? Now, who owns the steak? Well, the... Now. Right, you owe the money. You, yeah, it's a major sheen, a major sheen, right? So you owe the money, liability, owe the money. But now, if you follow up, and you made it head dish, 
You mechayev tashlum arba chamisha. That is, you're going to be chayev dal behay on that. Because the bottom line is that when you went and shechted it, it became yours. The valve went there and made it hegdish. It doesn't matter. The hegdish you made after you perpetrated the dal behay avera. So therefore, in such a case, you're going to have to pay. You still have to pay the It does become hegdish. Why will it become hegdish? Because when you shechted it, it you became, turned it into steak. But at the end of the day. It does become hegdish. It will become hectic because it's because yours. You right. But at the time you shafted, it wasn't yours yet. Yeah, so you're, right, you're going to become dollar hey, and it'll become hectic. Right? All right. Now, that, now, the opposite, by the way, if you stole it and then you made it hectic and then you shafted it. Then in that case. That's the case we had. Now, in that case, the Gemara said a chiddish. The Gemara said a chiddish. Number because. The fact that when you made it hegdish, at that moment it wasn't really yours yet, but the Gemara held, either they're talking about whether it was Yush. If there was Yush, and at the time that you made hegdish, it becomes hegdish. Now you went and shechted it, you don't, the owners are hegdish, you don't pay dollar vehei to hegdish. You're not paying them the kefal, you don't pay them dollar vehei. So that'd be the contrast where there's no dollar vehei. If you shechted it, after you made it hegdish, not before you made it. The reason the other is dalve because dalve goes to the owner because you shechted it before you made it hegdish. That's the point. Now let's keep going. Gone of a tavach You didn't put your, your intent wasn't to eat it. Okay, you want to get a certain organ and make cream out of it, or you want shechting it for medicinal purposes, not for consumption. You're gonna see it doesn't make a difference. The fact you want to eat it, you don't want to eat it, doesn't matter. If you went and shechted it, you are going to be chayev. Oh, you, you wanted to give it to your pet. Ah, you, never, you could have shot it in the head. You, didn't, you, you shafted it to feed. You want to give him, give him kosher. So therefore, the point is, you're still going to be chayav da'al vehei, even though it wasn't for your own personal consumption. Doesn't matter. Now, the next two are going to be controversial. Hashochet benimtzis trefa. You did 100% shechita. You went and you shafted it, and then one of the lungs were found to be damaged. You're not allowed to eat it. Now, as opposed to being nevela, when something dies without shechita, this is called a trefa. Why is it called a trefa? The shechita was a good shechita at the end of the day. What was the problem? It had one of the 18 signs. That's why we misuse, I always say this example, when you work in Ralph and you look at the meat over there, we misuse the word, we misuse the word, uh, we misuse the word, Trefa. We use the word trefa for any meat you're not able to eat. But 90%, 99% of the meat that you're going to go in Ralph's is not treif. Right? It's nevela. Why is it nevela? It because it wasn't killed with a shechita. There's a difference. And there's a halachic difference. It may also happen to be trefa. We don't know. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, but then, no, 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 no. Because there's a halachic difference. Nevela transmits tumor. If a person touches the veil, you have to go to the mikvah. If you uh, touch trefa, where it had a good shechita, you just can't eat it, it doesn't no, transmit okay, tumor, no. there's no tumor. Okay. Right, anyway, the point over here is, so in, uh, in this case, you shechted it, but it's not fit for consumption. Not that you didn't want to eat it, it's not fit for consumption. And the last case is chulin ba'azara. You took a non-consecrated animal, you shechted in the azara. We're going to learn the sugya later on, what the source of that is, but the halach is you're not allowed to eat it. It becomes osabano, you're not allowed to eat it. Alright, you got Masvachilas, but I know we'll have to see. But the point is, it can't be eaten anyway. Nevertheless, according to the Tan of our Mishnah, Misham Tashlum Arba Chamisho, you're still Chayim. If you went through the motions and made a good Shechita, whether your intent is to eat it or whether you're able to eat it, if it was halachically considered to be a good Shechita, you're Chayim Dalad Vehei. 
Rabbi Shimon disagrees on the last two. Rabbi Shimon points to Ashnei Ashnei He agrees. Whether you want to eat it or not want to eat it doesn't make a difference. But you have to be able to eat it. In the last two cases, if you're not able to eat it, I because either it's a trayful or because it's also because they checked it there. So when something is not able to be eaten, you can't give it a shame of a shechita. It's called a shechita she'ena reuya. It's not fit to be consumed. He throughout shas that's not considered to be a shechita. And if it's not considered to be a shechita, that's like shooting it in the head. It's like shooting in the head. Therefore, you're not chayav dalad vehe. Dalad vehe has to be a good shechita in order to be dalad. That's the machlok in the last two cases. All right, let's go weiter. We said in our Mishnah, this gets uh, into a very uh, lomdish uh, sugi here. The, the, we said in our Mishnah that the two Adim that testify on the Gneva do not have to be the two Adim that she testified on the, uh, on the Tvich HaMechira. Even though the ones who testified on the Tvich HaMechira, they might not even know that it was stolen. As long as they testify that you shechted it, you can combine the, the, the ones who said it was stolen to the, together with the ones that said it was slaughtered, and you can obligate the person to have to pay Dalit Vehe. So it says, It would appear that our mission does not go like Rabbi Akiva. Now, let me explain this outside before we see this inside. The Gemara tells us in Meseches Baba Basra, we're going to talk about this extensively, is that. <coughs> When you purchase a piece of property that was known to belong to Ruvain, and now Shimon came along and purchased it, so therefore, what stops Ruvain from bringing witness to say that he was the, the original owner, and therefore you stole it from him? He has witnesses that it was his. It was an ancestral land, or, a, or it was land that he had been living in for 30 years. What proof? So therefore, there's, there's, the, the simpler way is, is that Shimon holds on to a document. He has a document that says, Ruven sold it to me, all right? However, there cannot be the expectation that a person is gonna always hold on to a document. So what do you have to do? So what you have to do is create a chazaka. You have to create the legal presumption that you have now become the owner. How do you create that legal presumption you have the owner? That you have to show that in the presence of the original owner, you have been utilizing and living the property for a certain amount of time without him making a claim against you. If that happens, so therefore then you don't have to show the document anymore. Now how long is it that you still don't have to show the document? Someone says three years. If you can show three years of Chazaka, three years you've been living the land and there was no claim from Ruvain who saw you there at that point anymore. Up to three years, we can say that, listen, the bottom line is I knew I could ask for the document. I could ask you for the document. I didn't say anything because whatever, I don't want to fight with you now. But whenever I want, I gave myself up to three years and that was a document. Once three years have passed, you can say, person doesn't watch a document for more than three years and therefore the fact that you did not uh, 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 claim against me within the three years you lose it now the case statute limitation done now the case over there is as follows the chachamim hold that if you want to prove that you've been there three years and therefore the land is yours and you have a right to claim i don't have the document anymore you can bring Two witnesses that saw you there the first year, two witnesses saw you the second year, and two witnesses, and all together between the three sets of witnesses, what have you shown now? Three year consistency. And it's valid, and therefore, Ruvain, as I would say, can go pound sand. So therefore, right, there's no claim against you. However, Rabbi Akiva disagrees. Rabbi Akiva says that the Torah says, Al Pishnaim Eidim Yokum Dovar, is that you need two witnesses to establish Dovar. Dovar means they have to establish the entire facts of the case. 
In the case that we just gave, then each set of witnesses is not establishing the entire facts of the case. Because each one stand alone, it doesn't help you for what they're testifying. Therefore, if you want to create chazaka with witnesses, according to Rabbi Akiva, what do you have to do? One set has to testify on all three. Then it's Alpishnaim Adem that based on two witnesses, you've established it on the, the entire matter, the entire thing based on one. That's the machlokas in Baba Basra between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim. So says the Gemara, therefore our Mishnah that allowed two witnesses to testify about the Gneva and two witnesses to testify about the Tvicha cannot be going like Rabbi Akiva because you're using partial testimony, partial, not test, partial facts of the case to combine together cannot be going like Rabbi Akiva. With me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So one says like this. So is going Amar he bases himself on the posuk that says davar cannot be a half matter using the witnesses for has to be a complete matter to be learned to the brisa. says when my father his name was Chalafta he called him my father Chalafta when my father Chalafta after the discussion the him how could he call him his father but say his name but anyway so when my father Chalafta went etzor Rabbi Yechonim Nuri little to study Torah. And Amr said it was the other way around. Rabbi Yochum and Nuri went to study Etzel Abba Chalafta by Abba Chalafta, by Father Chalafta. Amalo, Haresha Akhlashan Rishon of What happens if the first year two witnesses testify that he ate to use the property for, for year one? The second year in, in, in front of two other Adim, a second group. And Shlishes, so you got six sets of witnesses, six witnesses to the first year, to the second year, to the third year. Mahu, what is that Allah? Is that enough of a testimony to establish that you have now Gimel Shnei Chazaka and now you can say, I don't have the star, but I have witnesses that allow me to stay in the property? I, I, I can so Amar Lo Harezu Chazaka. So whoever was talking to either Abba Chalafta to Rabbi Yochum Nuri the other way around, it's a Chazaka. So Amar Lo Af Ani Omer Ken. He says the one asking the question says I am to agree with you, but bear in mind Elish Rabbi Akiva Cholak Bedava. Rabbi Akiva disagrees with this matter. Shai Rabbi Akiva Omer Dover Velo Chazi Dover. He he holds that you have to the testimony has to be on a complete matter, not on a half matter. And if you're going to rely on three different sets of ma- testimony, each testimony is a half matter, a third of a matter. It does not it's not sufficient to be used right. as testimony. Testimony. So therefore, based on now that we know that's Rabbi Akiva's position by Chazaka, so then we would have to say that our Mishnah cannot go like Rabbi Akiva. Again, why can't our Mishnah go like Rabbi Akiva? Because Rabbi Akiva says it needs to be one whole set, and our Mishnah says you can split up the... Uh you can have one set is found in stealing it, and another set is shafted it. That's right. At face value, would seem to be the case, but says Abaya, that's not the case. He says, like, I'll tell you the difference. Our Mishnah can go like Rabbi Akiva. Let me explain outside why. It's a beautiful shot. He says like this, that there, in the case of the land, the person testifying year one is really doing nothing. The one who's testifying year two is doing nothing. Three, it's only collectively are they doing anything. Collectively, only something. You can even have one set doing it. Cannot be part. But yeah, that's not the case. The first... A set that said we saw we saw that he stole. That was a valid testimony. What are they accomplishing? They're accomplishing. He has to pay careful. He's kind of carrying his careful. So therefore, 
if you can base yourself on and accept the testimony, then you can piggyback on another group. The only time you cannot combine the groups is if each group on their own are really not accomplishing anything. So the idea of Hatsi Dabar... There, there, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, impact of their testimony. In the second, in, in, so in, then, in, then each one is doing a Hatsi Dabar. But if the first group actually is accompanying, then you can, the outcome of it can be utilized by the second group to be allowed the second group. There's a big difference between them, right? You hear that? Yeah. Well, like this. So, uh, so, so, <coughs> so we, let's see inside. Um, uh, so, I'm a rabbiya. I feel the Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva could really be the author of our Mishnah. Me, lo, moder, Rabbi Akiva. Doesn't Rabbi Akiva agree? Or he gives a very interesting example. He says like this. Let's say, we know there's a prohibition in the Torah that uh, you're not allowed to have relations uh, with, uh, uh, with, with, a, with a, a prohibited, with an ashes ish. A married woman, right? Now, what if, let's say group A testified that they were there at the marriage and she's a married woman, right? Group B testified that this man had relations with this woman. Would you think Rabbi Akiva is going to say, oh, no, you can't be Mechaivan because you have to have the same group testify to the marriage as testify to the relationship? Clearly not. Why? Because if the first group has done something that accomplished what it, you know, the second group, is a, they made her into an ish. They gave her all the denominations, so therefore the second group can base himself on it. That's the same thing that's happening here, which is not like the case in Baba Basra. Why is it not like the case in Baba Basra? Group one that testified that he ate for one year did nothing. That's nothing. One year he ate for his nothing. Yeah. Why is it like this? So says the Gemara, Mila Mother Bikiva says Abai, would Rabbi Kiva not agree? Bishnaim Omrim Kidesh, two people say we were there for the Kedushin, we were there for the marriage. Bishnaim Omrim Baal, and the second group come along and say, we saw the man had the prohibited relationship with this woman. The Avagav, the Edebia, Tzrichi, Le'ede, Kedushin. Even though the second group require, they need the first group, their testimony without the first group is meaningless because you can't, you're not doing anything if you testify you had relations yeah, unless you know that she's married. But since Kevin, the Ede Kedushin, but since the Ede Kedushin, they don't need the Eide Bia because what they testify on its own has a validity. You made her into an Asia's ish, you make a Chayev, the husband has to pay for it, whatever the requirement. So therefore, low, so the Eide Kedushin, let's relate Bia. So therefore, Dover, Karina, Bay, we do consider that each group is testifying to a complete matter. It means if the first group is a complete matter, whatever's been accomplished can be utilized by the second group for them to be considered to be a complete matter. And therefore, that's what's happening over here. The first group that said the Gneva, that's a complete matter. Second group now can utilize the fact that was stolen from the first group they have, that with their testifying, the Tvicha is also considered to be a complete matter to Machai of the Dalit Benhei. so too in our case. Avagad the Eide Tvicha, Tvicha the Eide Gneva. Even though the second group need the first group, because slaughtering without the Gneva is meaningless, but Kevin the Eide Gneva, since the first group does not require the second group, they don't need the Eide Tvicha, Kevin the Eide Gneva, we consider it a complete matter. The first group is a complete matter, and whatever's been established by them can be utilized by the second group that what they're testifying on is considered to be a complete matter as well. Okay, so it says it more like this. Okay, so we've explained now, now we're going on a tangent. We've explained that Rabbi Akiva could even be the author of our Mishnah. Now, why did Rabbi Akiva disagree with the Chachamim? Because he says, that it says that the Adam have to testify concerning a complete matter. You cannot combine different groups if they're not testifying about a complete matter. Now, the question is, what are the Chachamim? The Chachamim disagree. They say you can have group A testify your one, group B testify group two, and group C, right? Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, and the Chacham, they all have the 
it's okay. What do they do with the drosha of Rabbi Akiva that the Pazuk says that they have to testify about a davar, a complete matter? What's that coming to exclude? If you don't consider what the case of Rabbi Akiva that he holds is no good, you say that is good, well, then why is that good? What, what, what are you, what, when is it not a complete matter? So when it says, Hi, What is it coming to exclude? So when it says, a very interesting case. The one says, we know that in order for a woman to be defined as an adult, a nara when she becomes an adult, so she has to have 12 years of age, but that's not sufficient. There also has to be shtei saros. Now Rashi, very interesting Rashi over here. Rashi learns the shtei saros don't actually have to be in the pubic region. Rashi learns it has to be two adult hairs. Two hairs that are the hairs that a woman grows as an adult, which means that even Rashi learns the hair that comes out, black hair from a knuckle. According to Rashi, that would also suffice. So therefore, but let's say you have a situation over here. One witness testifies, I saw that she had a hair on her knuckle, the back of her hand. The other one testifies that she had a pubic hair. That's where the Torah is telling you, you cannot combine the two. That's where it's a chatzit davar. Each one is considered to be half of the matter. In order for it to be a valid testimony, the two witnesses together would have to say that they both saw two hairs. Right. That's, that's what's being excluded by the Dover scenario. So when it says like this, One said, I saw it on the, on, 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 Gabo usually means the back, but according to the back of the hand. What does it mean the back of the hand? The hair coming out of the knuckle. One says, from her belly, her lower abdomen, which is the pubic hair. Right. Others disagree. Others hold that, if you, that if both hairs have to be pubic. But means one is from the back and one's from the front. It's not one hair was in the back, uh, in the pubic region, one was from the front of the pubic region. That's what it's talking about. But either way, the idea is the same. That's when it's no good. Why is it no good? Because each one is only testifying about one hair. You cannot combine it. Now, the Gemara says that that is difficult to understand. The problem over there is more than just the two witnesses are testifying about half a matter. The problem over there is the reason why it's no good is because you have one, it's a half a, wit, it's a, half a testimony. It's not two witnesses, it's not the same. In the case of, uh, of uh, we need a case where it's two witnesses testifying about half a matter. Not where it's one. The problem over there is not that it's a half a matter, it's a half a testimony. That's the problem over there. Because that is not the, the one star by itself is not enough. The one, what do you mean the one? When, if you're testifying about the one uh, hair. One hair, right? Yeah. Uh, the one, 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 one sorrow is sorry, not, sorry. It, sorry, one sorrow yeah. by itself doesn't have value. There's no, no, no but the problem is not the, that's, that's not the problem of it, that's even more. The one witnesses, the one witness doesn't have value. Oh, one, oh, one, one witness and one. He said the problem oh, is not oh, that it's, yeah. a, the no, problem is not that it's because only one hair. The problem over there was because it's one witness. So that's not, that's the, that's for sure no good. So that can't be what the Pazik's come to tell me. So when it says like this, hi, chatzi, double, the problem over there, it's not a half a test. Testimony. It's, uh, it's, not a, it's not a half a matter, but it's chatzi eiders. It's half a te- it's, it's a half of the witnesses are doing it. You're right. Someone says you're right. The case must be two witnesses testified that they saw a pubic hair, and two witnesses saw that they saw a hair on the back of her hand, and that cannot be combined. All right. So therefore, right. So therefore, honey, Amri katana. Because at the end of the day, one group is testifying. She's a minor. One hair is still a minor. One group is testifying. She's a minor. The other group is still a minor. She's a minor. You can cannot combine them to make it into a valid 
valid testimony. So that's what the word davar is coming to exclude according to Achamim. Now it's still, there's a lot even to... Even if you had two, so the davar is excluding, even if you had two witnesses here, two witnesses there... Uh, one on, one, on one hair and on yes, one hair, right. because really what they're only attesting to, the one hair, just, it's okay for a Certainly minor... Certainly if it was one and one, that doesn't work because they're not even, that doesn't... There's no wit testimony so, at all. So I have two over here and two over so here, the, it still doesn't so work. So the question we've shown him all deal with, Rashi says something here, we have to understand what it means, is so then how is it different than the case of the land? I mean, why? By the saying, the land they disagree. Two witnesses say you're one, two witnesses say two, you're zero. Why is it any different than two witnesses on one hand, two witnesses? At the end of the day, you need, that in the land, you need to combine them all together to make it into a valid testimony. And, that, so, and, and that you say is okay. So why over here is it not okay? What's the difference? That's the question that still has to be understood. Okay. All right. So the answer, the Ramban answers like this. He says as follows, and maybe this is what really Rashi means to say as well. He says the difference is as follows, is that when I testify that a girl has one hair, one hair is a norm for a katana. In order to be a gdolo, what does it have to be? Two hairs. So each group that says we saw one hair, really what they're testifying is what? Hey, she has one hair. She's a katana. You can't compare katana, katana, all of a sudden becomes gdolo. You can't do that. When I testify that you use the land for one year, I am testifying that you're the owner. The other guy didn't show up and complain. He's there and doesn't complain. The only thing is he has a complaint. He can, he can argue, well, really, I, I didn't because I, he still should have the document. But what I'm testifying, when I testify you're one, I am testifying he is the owner because he used it without anyone complaining. Right. The only reason that that's not a loan on its, it's not good enough on its own because the guy has a complaint, so show me the document. You show me the document. But my test, of, uh, it's different. When you saw one hair, you're testing she's a minor. Therefore, you cannot combine minor and minor. minor, minor. I'm testifying the guy that used it is the owner. So you have three people testifying that's the owner, and together it deflects his ring. Where's the star? But each one is still testifying as the owner. That's why I can combine over there, but you cannot combine it over here. All right? All right, let's go on. Ganavu Machar B'Shabbos was stolen and sold on Shabbos, so you chayv da'al v'hei. Why you chayv da'al v'hei? Because you stole it, and you sold it, and your action on Shabbos is not chayv misa. Correct. Says the Gemara, the problem is, Vatanya, we have a Bryce's potter. We have a Bryce that conflicts with our Mishnah. Bryce says that you are potter from selling da'al v'hei because you sold it on Shabbos. Now, why would that be? How do you reconcile it? So Amram Bar Chama. So Amram Bar Chama can come up with a creative way of learning this. Now, it gets, again, it gets very complicated if you want to go into this any deeper. But let me just tell you what he's going to say. If you ask the question, I'll deal with it. But he deals with this. He says, the case is talking about, you know what the case was? Let's say the thief stole the animal. All right? He stole it from Ruvain. And he comes to Shimon and he says, listen, you got some wonderful figs growing on your fig tree. I'll make an exchange. I will exchange the animal that I have for your figs. It happens to be Shabbos. So he says, fine. You go pick the figs and then you can have the animal. So you sold it. You sold it through the exchange of the animal for the figs, but the method of sale required that you do what? You pick it from the tree. That becomes a capital offense. That's why, in that case, you're not going to be chayav the da'al v'hei. Why aren't you chayav the da'al v'hei? Because the liability that oh, causes the da'al v'hei the is the same thing as a big thing. So therefore, you're right. If you used money to sell it, and the most you're over with was a drabon and a divrei navim, then you could be chayav da'al v'hei, right? Okay, so you're not asking me questions on it, and you're happy with the answer, let's go uh, on. All right, I'm trying to think what it would be. All right, so anyway. So, says as follows. So, therefore. Second step, maybe? Right. 
No, let, 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 let's go. Let's go. So, much is like this. So, therefore, so the case over here, in order for it to work, is where Baomer. Uh, where's the place? So, we said, Baomer lo akuts te'eno. You go and take the fig, mitaino, see? Means this, the buyer is telling the seller. They, it's barely. It's basically to chalipin. They're making an exchange. It takes care of one of the problems. And through that, your. Uh, 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 is it Akot Te'ena? No, I mean, the Ghanav is speaking here. I'm going to go and pick from your fig tree, and you will then acquire that item which I have stolen. It's interesting why you have to tell him that he's stolen. Yeah, it's like, well, uh, anyway, right. So Amri, Sigmund says like this. No, no, so, so, so that's the case. Now, so, okay, does it work? It seems to work. The Gemara has a Valdig Akasha over here, and the Gemara's question is going to be as follows. Listen carefully to this. The one is going to say is that anytime, let, let, let me tell you the, the lumbus of the kasha, and then we'll, we'll, he's like this. Let's say you take my item, you pick up my item. As soon as you pick up my item, you have a, without a sale, not a sale, you have financial, li- you have a liability to give me back my item. Anytime you take something from someone, there's automatically kicks in a liability, you have to, you have to give it, make sure that I get it back, correct? He says a sale really works the same way, except the sale, the liability does not get discharged by giving back the item. What discharges the liability? Yes, the money. You're you give me when money. you pay when you pay me what you owe me. That discharges the liability, right? So therefore, a sale also creates a liability. Stop without a sale, liability is created. As soon as I take your item, I have a liability to return the item. A sale works the same way, but instead of the liability be coming to return the item, the liability is returning the money for what the item is worth. That's how a sale works. Make sense? Right. So Moses says like this. One second. So now, if a guy went and created liability in this case, what creates the liability is to deliver the animal? The, is the thief. The what? Yes. What? What creates the liability? The, I, ah, I take so the figs. Now, when I take the figs, at the moment I take the figs, I become misa. That wipes out financial liability, which means that technically, then I don't have to really give you the cow. The cow, because. So, so therefore, you cannot call it a sale. How can you say that Yechayev Dalvei? In order for the Yechayev Dalvei, there had to be a sale. But if, this, if the, the fact that it's a capital offense wipes out the financial liability, then you do not have a sale. If you don't have a sale, you cannot call it Ghan of a Machar. Why don't you have a sale? You have to understand that. Why don't you have to have a sale? As soon as you picked it, now... Yuchayv Misa. Misa. And the of Misa does what to financial now, liability? It now negates financial liability. Which means I don't have to give you the cow. Since I don't have to give you the cow, then how can you call it... Then, then, so therefore, your answer that how could you say pshat that your potter and dal behay is because uh, the the chi of Shabbos wipes out the uh, the the chi of dal behay. There is no chi of dal behay. The reason there's no chi of dal behay is because there's no sale. There's no sale. So you, if you want to give me an example, you have to say there was a sale, there was a shechita, but the, 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 the Misa doesn't require that you, that you can be held liable. Here is there's no sale. Why is there a sale? Because I don't have to give you the animal because it wiped out liability to give you the animal. You have the question. Tomorrow says like this. So says the Gemara Amri. Tomorrow says like this. Mene Yeshiva said that that's not a good answer. Because came and chitava it's not a good answer what you just said. Because since if the person who owns the figs would sue the thief and says, I gave you my figs, you need to give me 
The animal, would he be able to get the animal back? He would not be able to get the animal in such a case. Why not? So that came with the cup of Gaman Badina, Law Minale, we the basin are not gonna say, Zil Slim, go pay him the animal, go pay him financially for the figs. We wouldn't be able to the Mechaev and Avsha, because since he became Chayev at the time when he picked the figs, Mechira Navila Mechira. Therefore it's not a Mechira, and then it's not a Mechira, it's not even a case of Dalad Vehe. That can't be said. Dalad Vehe your partner. It's not Dalad Vehe because it's not a Mechira. El Amra Papa, different answer. He says like this, the case he's talking about is that you go over to your neighbor and you say, listen, I got this prime beef animal over here. Would you like to buy this animal from me? And it's Shabbos. He says, okay. He says, I will buy it from you. So, but in order to, uh, I, I, listen, I, I don't want to come out and take it. You know, let's say he's in Rosh Hashanah with the animal and he says, throw it over my fence into my Rosh Hashanah and my, my chutzer will acquire the animal on your be uh, for that you throw over. Now you have a problem because when he throws them the shusarab the shusarab is is when he throws I'm sorry into the shusayachid he becomes chayev misa for that. The problem I but the sale by the way the sale is a valid sale. He got the animal. The animal he acquires the animal. So that's the case where Shabbos will wipe out the Dalad Vehe because you cannot demand, you cannot make him pay the Dalad Vehe because he's Chayav on Misa in the same way. Now, this is better than the case before because the base before the Misa wiped out the sale. In this case, the Misa doesn't wipe out the sale because the sale is that when he acquires your is what caught the the the, the Misa is by the acquisition of the property in from the Shusarabim into the Shusayachid. You hear that? So when it says like this, so Amra Baba Ba'omelos Rog Nevasayich throw uh, your Geneva lechatzeri into my Shusayachid, but technically Nevasayich and my Shusayachid will acquire it. Moses says like this, but that only works, and Moses says that's a machlokas tanoim, but that's going to work. In Masechus Shabbos, we had a machlokas chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda, well, uh, and Rabbi Akiva. What was the machlokas then? According to the chachamim, in order to be high for Shabbos, the item has to come to rest. That has to be hanocha. When you, if, it, if it's still moving and hasn't come to rest, you're not chayev yet. Which means at what point in time that's will you be chayev when, 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 when it hits the ground? But chotzer acquires in the, in the air. And since it's not simultaneous, then you don't have kamle bedraven. Kamle bedraven means you have to have the capital offense and the financial thing at the exact same time. The financial situation is completed when it's still in the air. The liability of Shabbos is only happens when it hits the ground. Then in such a case, you will be chayev dalad vehe for that. You can't say that the, the capital offense wipes it out. Someone says like that. But according to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva holds that even for Shabbos, when you put something into an airspace, we view it as if it landed already. So according to Rabbi Akiva, it's like the at the same time. time. says, that's only going to work. Come on, it's only Rabbi Akiva. The Amar, that in the air, it's considered like it's been seized and put on the ground. The When it comes into the courtyard, the actual courtyard, it lands, the, uh, I'm saying, when, uh, right? Uh, it, it, so when it comes into the airspace of the courtyard, you're already coned in terms of life. Financially, you own it. But Le'inyan Shabbos, for the capital events of Shabbos, it has to have Hanukkah. Lomachayv Adam Atulad has to land. It's not the same time. And therefore, you can't say, come the Rebbein, and you will be Chayv Dalad Vehei. So what it says, the way you have to answer is it's a weird case. But for whatever reason is, the guy who, the, 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 the selling it, to the, the, the one who's buying it says, I agree to buy it from the point when it hits the ground. 
So if he said that, I will own it when it hits the ground, then it happens to be simultaneously, even according to the Chachomim Shita. So the airspace is not acquiring it. What does acquire it? When it hits the ground. That's the same time you chayv Misa on it. That'll be the case of Kamalid Rabbani, according to Chachomim. V'omer, lo tikni li v'nevosayich, then my chotzer will not acquire it for you, until it comes to rest on the ground. Robert says, I'm going back to the earlier answer. I am to write the answer before, pick it from my the fig tree. That when I pick the figs from your tree, then you will own my animal. That's the case of Kamala and Rabbeinu. What was your problem with that? Your problem with that is that then this negates the sale because there's no sale, because since the capital offense, you don't have financial liability. You don't have financial liability. You don't have to pay the guy the animal. You don't have to pay the guy the animal. There's no mechira. There's no mechira then how could there be even a Havamina that's going to be a dial of the hay? That was the problem we had before. So Rav says like this, Rav, I'll tell you, Lami Barcham's answer is, this, is, is a valid answer. He says, let me ask you a question. We know we learned a couple of days ago, there's a, a provision of Torah that Esnan Zona, something that a, a, a Zona got as consideration for the act, she's not allowed to bring to the Beis Amigdash. So someone pays her in sheep, she cannot now go donate those sheep to the Beis Amigdash. He says, let's say, for argument's sake, that, in a weird case, that the zone happens to be his mother. Okay? Oh, you, got a, you have an error. So there. now, that's a chiyuv misa. Yeah. So now, the guy has a chiyuv misa, he does a chiyuv. Technically, right, because of, you're telling me the laws of, uh, of, 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 of Kamda Rabbeinah, she, she cannot, you, she would not be allowed to claim that sheep. She won't be able to, if she goes to court and says, I want the sheep that he owes me, then they're going to say, no, he doesn't have to pay you. Why? Because the act that he did yeah, removes him from financial, right? right? Let's say, you know what he says, you know what, I'm going to give it to you anyway. Can she bring it to the base? He says, for sure not. For sure not. Because the fact of the matter is the Torah says that something that was done as a byproduct of this act, even though in that case, right, you could argue she wasn't obligated uh, to give it, but it's still considered Esna Zona. So here too, even if you tell me that what he did, the type of sale that he did, would not be a, a, a valid sale in a court of law that he wouldn't be able to sue for it, but at the end of the day, the bottom line is that in, ter- in terms of Dalit Vehei, we do consider it to be that, 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 that now, now the, the, the before the Shonim speak out, what's, what's, what's the Sephora here? Because like, commonly with the Rabbi mean, it doesn't mean you don't owe the person a thing. It just means that we cannot, li- in, we cannot hold you responsible in liability, we cannot make you go ahead and court of law and pay. But in Shemayim, you actually owe it. So since you owe it in Shemayim, it's still considered not a gift, it's a transaction. You just can't demand it in court. Therefore, that's why when you give it to the woman, it's still considered the mother, it's still considered, you still owe it to her. <laughs> she gave you service, and you owe it to her. Ah, the basin can't make it pay. So the Shemayim, you Shemayim, it can still be viewed as a transaction. Therefore, the same thing over here, even though picking the figs, you cannot demand the, the animal in court of law, but in Shemayim, you had a con- agreement, you have to fulfill it. And therefore, it is considered to be a transaction Transaction to be chayiv v'dal v'hei. It's the same thing. So therefore, like this. So therefore, Rav Amar Lo'olam Kram Yochama Esnan Asrotei. We know the Torah prohibits consideration that comes from an act of zona. Afilu ba'al ima. Even if it's the mother, the chayiv, you're going to be chayiv. The base make the school not accept it. V'itavalei kaman. Even though when she comes to base and says, "My son owes me sheep." The dinner court of law. Me amrin and leik kum hav leik. Can we say? To the man, give it to him. We cannot do it, Esnan. Why can't we do it? Because he has liability. Why the liability in a court of law cannot be? Because we can only hold him misa for misa. We cannot hold him for the right. Avogav dechikoy tavalei bedino. So therefore, so Ella avogav dechikoy tavalei bedino. Even though when she's tavea him and din lo amrin leizil havle, we don't say go pay. 
If he does give it to her, she still would be precluded from bringing it to the Beis Amigdash under the prohibition of Esnan, even though she couldn't demand it in a court of law. You see, that doesn't matter. That's not the litmus test. The litmus test is, are you obligated to give it to her? Even Mishamayim, are you obligated? Even though concerning payment in a court of law, you cannot demand, he took my figs, I want to have back the... Uh, Come on, we're not going to say go pay, pay back the animal. Since min shamayim, you're makna your animal, you owe that animal in shamayim, so have a lay machir, it's going to say machir, and you have down the head for it as well.